Welcome to the No Plan B podcast. My name is Rene Weimann, and with me, as always, Joe Asbury. I pass the mic over to you to please introduce our guest for today. Ladies and gentlemen, coming out of Columbus, Ohio, the man with many skills. I love this dude's game. Very, very versatile basketball player. Been on the grind. Can take anybody in the world off the dribble. I love, I love his court vision. Love that. He put a show on for me in Berlin. Ladies and gentlemen, Elijah Allen. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Appreciate you having me. No problem, man. How you doing today, bro? How's everything going? I'm doing good. Blessed for sure. Uh, it's a little bit raining outside. Just trying to stay dry. Uh, work a little bit. But I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's awesome, man. So uh, let's talk a little bit about it, man. Let's talk about your the uh, pro basketball journey that you got going on, man. Sh shout out to Geese in Germany, too. It all started for me in Geese in Germany, and the rumor has it, it all started for you in that same town. So, yeah. man, beautiful thing, bro. I'm, I'm really living through you right now, man. So take me back. Let's, let's, let's back up, though. Let's go back to uh, where it all began. Did it start, and when did your love for this game, and was it AAU or boys club? Um, when did it all start? Yeah, I, I would say it all started um, – yeah, just I was always outside playing basketball at the rec center. I was never going inside because it wasn't good enough. Uh, I was probably about 10, 10 years old. Started basketball kind of late, but uh, 10 years old. And yeah, then some guys asked me to come inside to play with them, came in with them. They schooled me. And ever since, I just started hanging around them. And uh, yeah, at the time, these guys were high schoolers. And they uh, were really good players, so I think it helped me a lot as far as development development goes. Nice, bro. That's nice. So you're at the rec center getting buckets, taking fools off the dribble the same way you do right now as a pro. So let's go a little <laughs> bit farther. Let's fast forward. How, how did uh, how was the high school experience? You had a good time. Uh, high school was a blessing for sure. Um, I went to St. Francis de Sales High School. Um, really, really good high school for athletics. Um, I uh, played with Price Johnson. His uh, dad was actually like a shooting coach with the Bucks at the time. And uh, uh, also with Alex Kellogg. And he's, uh, he's the guy that you hear on, on 2K that gives a commentary. So those were really good uh, two guys that I played with um, through high school. And yeah, it was really, really a good time. I had a really good career uh, in high school. And uh, yeah, just went to Northwest Missouri. Um, and yeah, and then all started from there. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, man. Okay, let's fast forward then. So, uh, how how was uh, how was the college experience? Uh, it's definitely a, an experience because, like you know, I went from high school. You go from from being the man, being one of the, the best players like in the area, and then you go to college and get to start back the whole gaining respect from from everyone. So, I think my my freshman year, I averaged three points a game. And didn't get many minutes because um, we had many seniors on the team. And then, uh, yeah, I got my respect after that, um, working hard in the summer and coach getting the coach's trust. And then, uh, yeah, from sophomore season on, was I think everything was averaging double digits. So definitely a learning process from going from, from high school to college. It was a wake-up call. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. So uh, which, uh, which coach would you say uh, really pushed you and – 
it helps you to, I mean, I'm sure you believed in yourself as you got older and started to see, okay, it's easy for me to give these fools buckets, but who's that, who's that coach who really pushed you and, and told you, hey, Elijah, you know what, man, I think you can get paid to do this, man. This might be your job one day. Right, right. So after my sophomore year, we had a coaching change, and his name was Ben McCollum. He was a young coach at the time. Um, he was the one that really told me, like, hey, Elijah, you can do whatever uh, you want to do as far as basketball goes. It's like you, you have what it, what it takes to be on the court, um, but you just have to put in the work to be able to do that and then just keep building on it and adding on it each year. So I think it really just started from that. He really made me realize that I'm not as good as I thought I was in my own head and made me really just put the work in to try to get better. Man, that is, that is great, bro. That is great. So now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, let's talk about the, the professional, the professional grind. And let me put this out there, man. Like I really respect your game, man, because you know, with your skill set, it's so easy for you to score. Every time I've seen you play, it's been so easy for you to get buckets, but you're really unselfish, man. And you keep it in the, uh, the team concept. So uh, how, how was it? Uh, your first stop was, uh, was uh, Geeson. Is that correct? How, and how was that? Yeah. So, so actually after college, um, like definitely another wake up call. Cause I, I thought in my mind, uh, I got NBA skill and that's the next step for me. So I went and I worked out for the Pacers and the Cavaliers. Those were the two closest teams to me. And basically like they told me, yeah, uh, it's, it's not going to work for us. So then I, I went to Dublin, Ireland, um, and I played out there for three months. And then the team ran out of money. So then that's when I came to, to Geeson. And I've been in Geeson ever since. <laughs> oh, man, that is Around beautiful, Geeson man. When, that when is was that? Great. When was that? When have you played in Geeson? Um, that was, let me think, that was 2012 is when I played in Geeson. For how many years? Uh, I played for Geeson for two years. Oh, okay. Because I remember I, I was there. But you yeah. haven't been there. I, I think it was 2015 or 16. You have already okay. left okay. the team, maybe. And I watched the game of them. Like, they have a, like, I think they played Pro A at that time. I'm not 100% sure. Might have been Pro yeah, B. So, so when I came to Gießen, they had just dropped from Pro B to Regionalliga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they've been Regionalliga ever since. Oh, I think, but I think they moved up after that. I, I, didn't they that, even play? That in? might be the Gießen, um, uh, 46ers team. They have a oh, okay. Yeah. That was that. Okay, because that I watched them team. and, and the, like they had like, oh, okay. So it's a different team. I didn't know yeah, that. Different team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Same, same area, but different team. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a, there anyway. There are a lot of U.S. people in that area because I think military is there. So there are a lot of basketball clubs, Marburg, Gießen, and yeah, cool. Okay. No, okay. the military's <laughs> gone. They've been gone for a while, but yeah, there are a lot of Americans still in that area. And, yeah, uh, that, that club you started off with was a uh, foul B Gießen. Is that right? Right, right, right. Okay, good, yeah, good to know. Awesome, man. That is, yeah, that's beautiful, bro. And like I said, I really love that town, man, because you know it all started for me there, man. And so you know, of course, I still got a lot of friends there, and. You know, when you were in that area, everybody told me, say, man, this dude is nice, bro. He's a walking bucket. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. all good, man. So, uh, yeah. So and uh, how was uh, how was Ireland? Did you enjoy that? It was definitely a different experience. It was my first time in Europe um, as far as the eating goes and, and the lifestyle is much different. You know, like there wasn't uh, at the time, it wasn't really everyone having even something as simple as a, a drying machine. <laughs> yeah. dry, dry your clothes on the hanger or I don't know it's just so much things that were different 
Um, but I, I loved it. I loved it. Really beautiful city. Um, nightlife was also really fun. Really good time. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, okay, so let's fast forward. I mean, you know, the thing is, I always try to, uh, you know, me and Renee, we try to help uh, athletes and motivate people. And But we also have to be uh, realistic about the situation. The thing is, like you say, you put in, a, you put in that work, man, and you really have game. And um, with you going to uh, the Cavaliers and going to the Pacers, you saw that, you know, those, there's some really, there's some big studs playing in the best league in the world, man. And I said that to say this, is that a lot of people that play in lower leagues, you know, maybe here in Germany or in other countries, they may see a guy like you and see you playing in the pro A or, or whatever league it is, it's a higher league. And uh, they just automatically assume that they can play in that league. But they don't understand, man, that there's been a lot of work. You put a lot of work in to get the type of skill set and game that you have, bro. And I salute you for that, man. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, what would you say was the biggest difference from, let's say, the – the first regular league to uh, the pro A level? I mean, I would say the biggest difference is basketball IQ. Um, you know, guys can play at any level. It's, that's, not, that's not the thing. Athleticism is, is not the thing. I think the main thing that you really need to look at is basketball IQ. Um, people not making as many mistakes. You don't make as many mistakes in Pro B than you, that you make in Regionalism. And Pro A, you don't make as many mistakes as you make in Pro B. And I think the same thing with, is with the BBL. Like the guys just don't make the same mistakes. Um, yeah, and also just playing-wise, I think accepting your role as far as, you know, being the type of player that the coach is looking for is, is the main thing that, um, you know, separates the leagues. Awesome, that's awesome and you know I love your game man and uh, of course it's my opinion I'm entitled to it and I definitely think that you uh, you're a high caliber player and you can uh, play in that first uh, division here in Germany I think you have the skill set and you definitely have the work ethic so what, what would you say to that young guy right now 13 years old in Columbus Ohio looking up to Elijah and really wants to be able to take fools off the dribble the way you do what would you tell that young guy man you know, I think the main thing um, that helped me growing up is, you know, I worked hard on my own, but I think you don't work as hard as you can if you don't have help. Like, if you want to be a professional, I feel like you're going to need help. Like, try to look at a guy that's already been through um, what you're trying to go through and follow in his footsteps. Look how hard he works. Look at the things he does try to get him to help you, to show you film. These are the type of things that, that kids need to start doing. Because I think you can like watch a YouTube video and, and do it and think you're doing it right, but you're not doing it right, you know? If you have yeah. someone that's a pro or on an NBA type of level, level or overseas type of level, maybe they can help you push you to that level that you, you know, couldn't have, couldn't have got to by yourself. Man, that's great. And now I'm going to let my my homie and my partner Renee take over because there's an elephant in the room and this elephant's really starting to get to me because all I do now is, as you guys can see, I'm getting pretty muscular. I just bodybuild and stay inside. But the problem is my diet's shot right now, guys. I'm, I'm not eating clean right now at all, guys. So Why I'm going to let Renee. I'm, gonna let, I'm just not? not eating clean. I'm just not eating clean right now. And I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> Why not? So I'll let I mean... Renee take over. <laughs> I mean, I mean, me personally, I, I agree with you. Uh, I also train athletes most of the time, and um, I'm in perfect shape right now. I had I had way more time to work out on my own for in the past uh, 
six or seven weeks this thing this virus exactly. thing is going on it's kind of cool um i eat clean i eat really good i think um i even i think when two weeks ago um when they started to have this um rule that you have to wear masks inside of uh inside of uh grocery stores which i feel like like my personal opinion on that is that it's not a very good idea but yeah anyway i don't want to discuss that right now but um i just i just bought a much stuff and uh, I, have, I have a lot of things right now so I just have to go out to get, get some uh, just a few things every every now and then but um, yeah we have a very special situation for sportsmen especially right now because most of the um, most of the sports is shut down right now all over the world not only here in Germany anywhere uh, yeah how was that for you personally like how did you witness that um, I mean beginning of March as all of us remember we heard about the virus and right, we, right, we were right. probably worried probably not we were just thinking okay um but no one was no one ever thought about what is going to happen um right, right. how did how how did you experience the whole thing how is it for you yeah for me uh for me personally like we have like a, a group whatsapp group um from from the team and i would always like make jokes like yeah the coronavirus <laughs> is coming everything's gonna end the world's gonna end i was always making <laughs> jokes and then it really happened <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a wake up call because it seemed like from one day to the other that everything was closed. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different different lifestyle that we're living in right now. But I agree with you as far as um, being in the best shape. Like I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life right now because I have the time when I'm bored. I just go for a run or go go do some push ups or you know like I just look up stuff now. So. I but no, it's kind of it's kind of nice. <laughs> but but nice. to be but to be honest, athletes I train with, like a lot of them, especially younger, like young athletes, are probably at the age of I don't know, 16 or something, who right. have a career in mind. No, doesn't matter if it's basketball, track and field, soccer, whatever. Uh, but a lot of them are really frustrated about the situation, and some of them like it's a mental test for a lot of people. We discussed this on the podcast a couple of times with a few ball players. Um, I guess you agree. It's a big mental thing uh, right now because uh, right now it really shows you who really has the greatest work ethic, who believes in himself, who goes out still uh, focusing on practice, focusing on eating good food, focusing on getting enough rest, doing all those things without knowing how it's going to be in the end. I think that's a very, very scary situation for a lot of people. So. Um, it's great that you said that because I, I uh, witness that a lot of athletes are going down right now. Right. So right. How, do, how do you do that? Um, well, my, my, how I look at myself is, I mean, I personally want to be the best player in any league that I play. In, so I don't think I will ever stop trying to work hard. Um, but as far as kids goes, I totally understand because when – a league tells you that they don't even know when they're going to start up. That's very difficult, I feel, for, for kids and also as a professional because you, you could think, okay, I can get back in shape in a couple months. I'll use this time as rest um, instead of taking that time and making games. Um, it's, it's, it's really a difficult, difficult time uh, right now. I know, but uh, I'll put it like this, though. One thing that um, – you're definitely using your time wisely, bro, because uh, I've been checking out what you're doing with for the youth now online for your club with your with your personal training thing. And that's really a beautiful thing, man. I'm 
how's that going? And the thing, I know that's not uh, something that's new for you. You've been doing that uh, ever since you came here, basically. I know that you've always helped kids and you've always been able to, you know, do your personal training thing, man. How's that going, man? I'm pretty sure you really love that. Uh, it's definitely going good. Um, you know, I had, like I said, I had a lot of um, parents uh, contact me also saying that their kids were losing motivation. So that's why I partnered with um, the Kangaroos to go ahead and start the online um, training with Zoom. So me and Chris Frazier, he's also a player that played with me here with the Kangaroos. Um, we go in in the room and we, we just do some drills, some athletic drills and basketball drills just to try to keep people active, um, to keep them motivated and show them that, hey, just because we have this virus going on doesn't mean the work doesn't like stop, you know? So um, yeah, we're definitely um, pushing um, with my stuff that I do with the training, definitely pushing to try to get these kids going. Um, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge because some kids are like, oh, I don't want to really do it, but um, I, I really think yeah, it's, it's helping someone. Man, I really love that you do that, man, because at the end of the day, I always say the same thing. I have to do it myself sometimes. You know, I have a U18 team, and, you know, they've seen a lot of my old footage. You know, my old footage is all grainy, and, of course, I'm flying around dunking everything, but I can't make a shot. So, right. you know, they got big mouths, and they start talking crazy. And you know me. I'm like, hey, listen, don't ever think I won't lace them up. I'll get right out there and check ball. So that must be a great feeling when you know that you're training those dudes. But if they challenge you one-on-one, -on -one, you're just going to roll in that fall and say, all right, guys, it's time to give you a bucket. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even if there were to, to beat me playing or something like this, like that makes my heart feel good because that means I, I trained them to, to be exactly. better. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's the next thing. If, if they do beat you, then you know they're on their way to be a pro, brother. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they better be in the lead NBA somewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, you know, my partner, Ray, he also, um, you know, you see, he's really upbeat and happy. I talked to him on the phone a couple of days ago, and he was so happy to be able to, to uh, train his athletes. You know, he's doing uh, with track and field. So, yeah, okay. man, slowly but surely, it seems like uh, the world's coming back to what we all know as normal. At least we pray and hope so. Slowly, slowly. Yeah, hope so. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, we do outdoor sports. Like, I... I work with a track and field youth group aged between uh, 12, the youngest are like quite young, and 20, 21. So uh, quite professional. We have a few, few uh, kids who go to national championships, probably international someday, hopefully. Okay. That's, okay. that's the goal. So, so high level, high professional training, uh, athletic performance. Um, yeah, as soon as we do outdoor sports and we don't have con physical contact in track and field, it's quite nice that we can start a little bit earlier than others. I heard that some uh, soccer clubs also start practicing again, but you know they are not allowed to uh, get into game situations because they must keep distance. Uh, but yeah, it's it's quite nice that we have this um, advantage somehow <laughs> in this crazy time that we have that. Um, and another thing, I will I always lo love to ask people who or ball players who played in different countries uh, because you you brought that up on your own when we started this um, podcast. You said um, it was also culturally very interesting for you, Ireland, and I think Germany is a lot different to Ireland, and both are dramatically different to the USA, to Ohio. Right, right. So uh, I think that's also something people have to consider. Uh, Ballplayers, when they think about going to Europe to play professional basketball, you are probably 
working out a few hours every day, but the rest of your time, you have to deal with the situation. And it sometimes might be a lot different than what you are used to. So it's also a big thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know when I came over to Europe, uh, I didn't do my research. I just hopped yeah, on a plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could have let me play. I just hopped on a plane and came. You know, I didn't even look up uh, the currency. I didn't look up anything. So, yeah, I think it's really important to, to do your homework. If you, if you get a deal to sign somewhere, you know, try to find out as much culture as you can. Um, mm -hmm. I think it'll only help you. Most definitely. And uh, let me ask you this. So how's the situation right now with the Kangaroos? Are you guys going to be able to um, get some shots up pretty soon? Because I, I hear that uh, next week, I guess the gyms are going to be opening back up. I'm praying on it because that's where I normally get my cardio. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So really, man, I, I got to do some running right now, bro. So what, what's going on? Are, are the gyms going to open up or are you guys hearing where you guys can get some shots up? Yeah, they, they gave us the gym five days a week um, starting Monday. So definitely have some awesome. hours to, to get in the gym, get some work in. So how you feeling, <laughs> how you feeling about that? Be some air balls. We haven't touched, touched the ball in a while. <laughs> I know you're happy about it, though, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Really yes. happy about it. So uh, how, how do you see the future? I mean, I know that you're uh, you're in a really good situation and and happy there's playing with my with my man, my young gun, C. Fraser. I mean, but uh, going going forward, our uh, what do you think? I mean, do you think that uh, you're gonna get that BBL shot? Because I really think that you're qualified to do it. I think that you can play in that league. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I know I can for sure. I know I'm personally better than than a lot of Germans. Um, no disrespect to Germans, but I know that I'm better than a lot of Germans in the BBL right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll just see what 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 happens um, as far as going forward. Um, just stay patient. And, yeah, just keep working. I don't really worry too much about it. Nice, and that's a really important thing too, man. Because you believe in yourself, and and I tell my young guys, hey, listen, you know what? It, you know, I'm not telling you to be arrogant. I'm not telling you to be cocky, but I'm telling you, you have to be confident. You're not going to get paid to do a sport if you're not confident in your own skills. So, you know, so kudos to you, bro. You know, I love your game, man. When you guys came to Berlin and you were balling, it was just, you know, that was crazy to me because sometimes, you know, when I look at guys game, I look at their skill set, and I always flash back to when I was in my prime and think, Oh my God, man, if I had, if I could dribble and have the court vision that that guy, Elijah's got and add that with this 50 inch vertical I got, Oh my God, it's like cyborg baller. <laughs> so so tell us a little bit about that man because you really you like to keep your teammates involved man and that's you know that's what I really noticed about your game more than anything else because you could score at will to be honest but uh you really were trying to keep guys involved so I mean obviously you like to pass right you like to keep your teammates involved yeah definitely definitely um you know that's the other thing about my career that that's been kind of weird is I think I've accepted any role um I've been, I came into pointers as a scorer, you know, and then I, I left and went to Lish and was, came off the bench and then go to Gota, came off the bench, then uh, Kershaw became, was a scorer again. So like, it's really whatever the team needs is what I'm trying to do. Um, nice. And, and how I think, you know, how I progressed over the years is just from watching film. Like, of course, being in the gym, putting the work in, but myself um, I really like to watch um, your league and find I like to find a player that I that I like that I think 
he plays kind of like I do and then try to like look and see why is this player there and I'm here? What mistakes am I making? And I, I think that's something that kids and that a lot of pros aren't doing is looking at other players and trying to realize what they're doing um, good and what they're doing wrong and trying to realize that to improve yourself. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that with us too, bro, because man, mm -hmm. I was the same way as a player. The thing is, I, the, the key to what you said is that you're holding yourself accountable also, you know what I mean? You're like, how can I improve my game? I'm not going to worry about what's going on over there or what's going on over here, but I'm going to look at this player who plays in that higher league, whether it be for CSK, Moscow, or wherever, study their game and try to improve, man. So yeah, respect, respect. Anything you want to add, Renee? Yeah, I'll add on to it. Um, I think respecting your role is is a is a huge aspect that many people kill their careers with because just because you can average 20 points doesn't mean that's what the team needs. You know, um, I think a lot of Americans um, or people that want to play overseas come over here thinking that hey, I'm going to average 40 points. I, I'm that good. Yeah, maybe you can, but maybe you won't have a job next year because you didn't pass the ball sometime or, or you didn't play defense or you weren't uh, communicative or you weren't positive with the, with the management. It just everything comes together. You really, I mean, the one tip I would give is when you go to a club, find out exactly what they want from you. Um, talk to the coach, talk to the management, look and find exactly what they want and try your best to, to keep them happy. And that's what's going to give you a longer career. Awesome. Renee? I can't add anything. That's great. Uh, that, that's the mindset you need if you want to be successful, not only in sports, everywhere in life, to be honest. So great. Yeah, man. And you know what? Really, man, thanks. We're really just so happy that you're here, man. Thanks a lot, Elijah. Because, and that's the next thing. I always tell people, man, you know, I, I, I try to um, have people learn from the mistakes I made. You know, when I played here in Europe and I was a pro, man, I was completely like a wild animal off the court. You know, it's like as soon as the game's over, I'm trying to run to the club and party and, and do a lot of other things, man. And it's, it's just like you said. It's just that, hey, you can have fun. You can do your thing. But you have to know exactly what's expected of you. You know, you're a role model, whether you want to be or not. Exactly. And, um, and, you know, and the main thing that you said was like, yeah, talk, you know, it's communication. Go to the coach and say, hey, listen, what do you need me to do? What's my role here? You want me to score? All right. I can do that. You've proven that. You've proven that you can score. Okay, cool. You want me to, to lock the other American up? Okay, I can do it. And, and believe me, man, that's why you've been in this business for a long time. And that's why I have a lot of respect for you, bro. Because I've watched a lot of guys. They came here and, hey, and you know what? In, in Christmas time, it was time to go home, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. that. You know what I mean? I always tell guys, man, I always tell rookies, I say, listen, you come over here talking-ish and saying you're going to average 40, Brother, you better hope that you make it to Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because if it doesn't plan out how you want it, yeah, it's the first trip back home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so congratulations, bro, because you've been here, what, uh, you nine years now? You got nine years in? Nine years, yeah. Nine years. So awesome, far. bro. Nine awesome, years, man. Bro. You're a vet now, bro. You're a vet. <laughs> oh, and, and let me put this out there, too, man. Like, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, when, when rookies come over or other younger players on your team, I know that you also like to take them underneath your wing and, and, you know, and help them develop too. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just tried to use what I've learned 
positives and negatives and, and pass it along because I, I believe in karma. I think everything comes back around. So definitely like right now in, the, in this off season, there's guys like sending me their tapes or asking for help. And I do my best to try to, to try to help them. I think through my career, through these nine years, I've landed uh, six players jobs. Um, so I really just try to help help the next man. Um, it, will all, it will all come back around. Oh, it's definitely going to come back around. You, you're going to be in the same business I'm in, brother. You, you know, I'm a talent <laughs> scout out here, so you've already made that step. You, you're going to be an agent out here, bro, so you're going to be eating for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead and hire me. <laughs> oh, it's all, bro. You know, I, all I got to do is talk to the man, but no, we, we don't want to talk about that. We might want to get you a job. We might, want, we might need you on the team. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But it's it's been a blessing to help help the next person. Um, yeah, all those all those guys have had had good careers so far, and um, really been been really happy about it. So, yeah, man, that's beautiful, man. And believe me, man, like you know, R.I.P. Big Zell Price. He's the guy that got me my first job playing pro ball overseas, man, in Japan. And uh, I tell you what, man, I love that guy so much because it's like you know, it's it's a life changing experience. Because a lot of guys, you know, it's, it's you can have the talent, but in every business, I think it's not really what you know; it's who you know. You know exactly. what I mean? If you, if you have that talent, it's great. But you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but you know, if you're not coachable, or you know, you don't have that one guy who says, you know, someone can say, okay, hey, Jumpin' Joe, he's an asshole. But Renee can say, oh no, hold on for a second. No, he's not. He is sometimes. You know what I mean? And then Elijah <laughs> says, oh, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's a good <laughs> ball player. You know what I mean? And if you have those guys saying something like that, that's what opens the next door. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's another thing that, that goes on with this business and in life is just it is all about who you know. I think that helps so much about who you know. So even when um, you're working hard, you're doing everything you can, but you don't don't have that connect to put you in that that next step. Just keep pushing, keep working hard, keep trying to talk to people because uh, it is a game of truly who you, who you know. <laughs> awesome. We appreciate you. Come on, Renee. What you got for us, Renee? Yeah, I mean, I want to say thank you uh, for being here to you, Elijah. And uh, I guess we have the same idea behind this whole podcast thing uh, to provide information. Because as we said, there are a lot of things you probably not think about if you go to Europe playing uh, professional basketball over here. So it's good to have a resource to find out, to listen to some stories to people who have been been there, done that. So thank you for being here. And yeah. I appreciate it. I, I love what you guys are doing. Joe sends me the links all the time. I repost right <laughs> away. I love it. Listen Great. to each one. Yeah, I really awesome, appreciate man. you guys having me on. Not a problem, bro. You're, you're a welcome guest, man. And, you know, you can always come back, man. Like I said, love your game. I'm one of your fans. I'm one of your groupies. And like I just wish I had your handle. If I had your handle, I could really cook my young guys, but I can't dribble. I shoot their faces off, but I can't dribble. Hey, if I can jump like you, then you can have a handle any day. Any day. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't jumping like that no more. But every now and then, I, you know, someone comes in there with something weak. And I jump and I slap that shit out of bounds. I'm talking crazy. As soon as I get, as soon as I get home, bro, I got ice packs and cold beers everywhere, bro. <laughs> and I'll ball till I fall. You can believe that. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot, dog. All right. Thanks for having me. Good to see you too again, Renee. <laughs>